Welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about giving even more free advertising to a platform you run your life, work, and games out of. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be talking about how changing how you structure your game prep and design can structure the game prep and design you do. I have for you today a thing that I hadn't thought about this way. I watched a YouTube video about this. Okay. And it clicked something in my brain. It's not related to the topic we were going to talk about today. Oh, okay. Just, just something to like <laughs> kick us off. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the category of things that you didn't think were tabletop role-playing games. Okay. But definitely are. Hangman. Hmm. It's a two-player tabletop role-playing game with a GM and one player. If you compare it, it ha- so it has a narrative. It has yeah. life and death stakes. Um, it is not like, this is the key, I think. It is not like other word guessing games because okay. almost every other word guessing game is cooperative at some point. Like the person who okay. is giving the hints, like not like there's like uh, um, charades or something like that. Is there's a, yeah, is a there's competition. Yeah. There's competition in the game. But it's it's but teams, the, but the but teams, but between the person who is providing hints and the person who is guessing the word, those people are cooperating. Yeah. With Hangman, you have one person who is giving not, I guess, hints about the word and the other person who is guessing and they are directly competing, except okay. that that it's no fun for the person who is guessing to lose. Yes. So the person who is giving the hints. Is wants pretending to make the experience to... difficult mm-hmm. but not impossible. They okay. want them to win in the end, and that is a GM. <laughs> okay, that's that's when you explain it and break it down that way. It's a role playing game. Okay, I don't know because okay because is rock climb is like indoor rock climbing a tabletop RPG? No, no, obviously that's LARPing. Oh, that's obviously okay. Okay. <laughs> But there, is there is there, a, there is there like that's not that's a one player experience though. Uh, no, the GM creates the wall and decides where the okay. where the the footholds are. But it's not it's not so directly related though. Like there isn't as much like if if I if I design a rock climbing wall, I do it and it's there. But if you are While playing Hangman, theoretically, <laughs> you you no. write the numbers, you write the letters down, like like. Yeah, but the it, but the person who is the hangman who is there is providing you the feedback. Yes. But like is a mm, I don't like it, James. I don't I like it. I, know, I don't I, see, I don't I don't believe it. You're playing I, a role. You are the you're you're someone about to be hung. You have to guess. There's a there's a resolution mechanic. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely an edge case. The the GM could be replaced with a graphing calculator. Yeah. That's true of D&D too. You know what? I can I can fight with D&D. There it is, cannot be replaced there is, by a graphing calculator. There is there is nothing 
nothing that Matt Mercer does that a graphic graphic calculator couldn't also do. And I will fight anyone who tries to tell me otherwise. I mean, there's a whole video game industry around what if we did D&D, but with a graphing calculator as the GM. And that's pretty darn successful. So... <laughs> yeah, but video You're games special, aren't... Matt Mercer. Role-playing games. <laughs> aren't they? Aren't they, though? Like, there's, okay. a whole bunch of ro- there's a whole bunch of video games that do this. And it's like, yeah. okay. Those are video games. Hangman's a video game. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. But no. Well, the person no, running yeah, okay. it is a monitor. <laughs> All right. I think we've, I've I've tangented it enough. Uh, I just wanted to talk about <laughs> Hangman as a tabletop role playing game. Yeah, we're not going to do spinners spinners or dice today. No, no, uh, <laughs> because we already solved that one. Spinners or dice. Everyone knows. Yeah. Hmm. No. Yes. So anyway, and, welcome yeah. to Stop Hacking Notion. Yeah. Uh, we're we're once again gonna be talking about Notion. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move the on on our on the the uh the um the loading or the progress bar the the progress between uh, we're on one or it's it's the scale we're on one end we're a tabletop role playing game podcast and the other way we're a Notion podcast we are creeping a little bit closer to being a Notion podcast ever ever closer ever closer <laughs> I'm I'm starting to get made fun of on Twitter for talking about Notion. <laughs> like, oh my god who like, I'll, I'll fight them oh no no all in, in good fun everything's good i am <laughs> i am perfectly happy just don't be like oh i was thinking of do i'm doing this thing in notion and someone going like oh brandon you're using notion really can you tell us about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so okay so what i wanted to talk about because mm-hmm. i think i pitched this this theme you did uh for today's episode was I wanted to talk about how... So I have started doing all of my prep for tabletop games in Notion. And I feel like it has significantly changed the way that I GM. Interesting. And, and, or at least the way that I prepped GM. Yeah. And I, I think it's good. <laughs> I, I guess am, I don't know. I'm really excited to hear more. Um... I'll be honest, I have not prepped a game since I've gotten really into Notion. Next time I prep a game, I'm sure I'm going to use it. Because, like, you know, I have taken notes in Notion during a game. But, like, you know, that's just text on a screen. That could that could be yeah. in anything. Um, But I'm very curious to hear about this, especially because what I'm doing with Radcrawl and like having these scenarios is kind of like pre-prepping the GM stuff, right? And so I'm really interested in this because I need to I'm I'm figuring out how I'm doing like like the homepage of it and like how to connect it, what information mm-hmm. I need, everything like that. And so so I'm pumped more or less. Yeah, cuz I think that there like we've talked a little bit about how I have been doing game design. Yes. With uh with notion. And so mm-hmm. I think those those things are definitely related. Um I'm trying to pull up uh because so prior to doing game prep in Notion, I was doing it in Google, either Google Sheets or Google Docs. Okay. Um and or Google Wave. 
I didn't do it. Um, Did you never do it in Google Wave? I don't think I ran any tabletop games out of Google Wave. Oh, I didn't run any in Google Wave, but I did oh, use I, Google I Wave. Used oh, I used Google Wave. I did. I did run a game in Google Wave. I think. I think I, I did. Google Wave. No, the I'm pretty sure. No, There's no fun. way you can. As of 2012. Yeah, that that is long dead. Yeah, that was the that <sighs> that prediction that the world was going to end in 2012 was actually just a miss. They meant Google Wave. Yeah, and and when Google Wave ended. That was my world ending. Right yeah. There. Okay. So I'm going to. I'm trying to figure out what the best way to do this is because I do want to show you some stuff. Okay. So we can talk about it. So I think I'm going to share my screen. Why and don't, maybe I'll. It might be I'll, better for you to yeah. share the notion to me. Well, because, I want to show you some other stuff. Okay. Because I was going to say sometimes when we try to share the screen, my computer gets very angry about it. But we can give it okay. a shot and see how how things go. Well, okay, so then let's do this. I'll share, I can share this document. Honestly, mostly, mostly what happens is when we stop sharing, my computer is like, okay, you're done. Here, just so, take a look at this. So I'm sure we could, we could share if it makes sense. I'm going to share you with that. Um, I guess here, just to prep, I'll share, I'll just give you it, all of this. All right. Um, share it to the web. And there's Notion. So. Thank you. So to the best of my ability, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll take some screenshots here of some of this stuff um, and maybe post that on, in, on Twitter um, so people can see what we're talking about. But basically the way I kind of think about games differently now. Okay. Um, and I think that there is a like there's a connectivity aspect because of the kind of relational database that Notion is. Yeah. That um, when I when I think about when I so like in this Google Sheet for from the last time that I ran Ur- Urban Shadow Urban Shadows <laughs> um, before I before I switched over to Notion. Yeah. So you have like just a list of all of the characters. A list yeah. of this is all the all the NPCs. Um, a list of all the NPCs. Some quick descriptions about them, like one section about their drive, any notes I had about them. But there's no relation. There's no like relationships between them. There's no. Yeah. There's no like uh, other than the notes section. There's nothing that indicates like where did they show up? When? What happened to them? Are they alive? What, what's going on with them? I guess there's one character that has a that is struck. Their name is struck out because they were dead. Okay. And I wrote dead in the notes. But like other than that, there's no there's not a lot of indication there of what's going on. Um I had a a rumors and notes section in okay. this, which just is like um a just list a of rumors. Of it's all like it's just like a, a a barf of info all out. Um and then I had like some general notes pages. I think I actually like bailed on my rumors and notes page. Like I have this finale page that has like bits yeah. of different plot points that I was trying to pr- push through and like s- where, where in what stages they were in um, I was as, say, as I moved them forward. This finale almost looks like clocks. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. well. So er, because this, this is urban, urban shadows, shadows one, which yeah. is, which does explicitly use clocks. Yeah. Um, and so there was a lot of like, that's kind of how those notes were. And I like looking back at my old protean city notes for running masks. Yeah. I have a lot of like, Here's an intro thing to read out. 
here's a like I, I one of my my standard default way of running masks prior to using Notion was to have everything broken down into scenes, twists, or pushes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so everything is like a scene of like, here's a place that I want to get to. Here's a place that I want to show up. Here's a possible thing that could twist in that on that, which is I think that's the thing I picked up from you. Um, here's a thing that I could possibly twist versus yes. and then like here's pushes were specific. Like um, here's a thing about this character that I want to push on and mm, to try to like yeah. get them moving in a specific direction. And then the little like blur blocks, stat blocks for the different masks characters. Yeah. But again, it's all this like one long document. There's no connectivity up between it. And it's all kind of just in it's it's it just it feels very flat now. <laughs> um, yeah. We were talking a little bit just on the Discord. And my God, if we had like a setup notion space when yeah. we started Brody and City, we'd have so much connection of different things. A good yeah. A good example then of so if you go, I shared with you my notion so you can take a look yes. at it. Um I can't share it probably more broadly yet because uh, there are people who might be listening or are people are following me on Twitter who <laughs> who will you who will uh, who are in these games. Yeah. But um, uh, I think a good place to start would be the let's go on a quest nerds, which is my okay. uh, my Friday night quest game that I run. And one of the things that I have done is I've started using sync blocks a lot where oh, I yes. grab. I grab sync blocks. Um, and we'll talk, I can talk about them more in a different way, but like, so I have, I have session notes, I have campaign notes and people notes or character notes. Okay. And, and so like some of them are like, if you go to the world building page, um, I have, I have each of the main locations in the world set up as a, basically a status in a, in a board view. So that as I build out towns, places we stop, each of those gets their own page. Uh, split up by the different like countries that they might go to and then oh, within okay, cool. that like if you go to the crossing that's the one place that's the city that we've been to the most there are then blocks of information about the different like sections of the town um, it sort of has a map and then you can see like there are I have key NPCs who are who are in that location and that it's related to adventure six happened there and so I can like get around and I can see. Oh, so if I want to remember, like, awesome. Yeah. So I can and then I can go to to Adventure 6 and say, who who are the NPCs who are here? Yeah. Um, and I and I've been doing a lot of like uh, I set up a list, like list views of characters who are in those locations. Um, I track where the last time players saw a character is. Um, and I'm trying to think of a good example. Wow, of, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot of like. There's a lot of real quick stuff that like I, I, one of the things I do is whenever I sit down to run a game now is I I set up what are those like what are those what are the the agendas what are the the, the through lines that I want to push on and I yeah. make those sync blocks and then I drop them into every like note. Yeah, because um, then as as things are moving forward, you're able yeah. to continue them moving. Yeah. And so like little things like. Where are characters? Where are the NPCs? What are they doing? Um, what are their like? Per, per, whereas, like before, again, like on the, I'm trying to think of a good NPC here. I'm uh, currently maybe. looking at uh, Nicholas Klossner. Okay, just because I clicked on just random things. 
Yeah. So I hope, uh, I don't know if anyone is, I don't think any of the people who are in this campaign are listening, but he is like the big villain of the game. So he hasn't okay, shown up don't, yet. Don't, don't let background. me spoil anything for anybody. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, they're going to, they're going to find him, but like, you can see like who his allies are, yeah. who, where, like which country he, he is for. Um, and then I like copied in a bunch of um, the generic quest, um, like character like things info, you're supposed to yeah. follow. Like what, what are your, what are the, what is the organizations? What does it look like? What is what kind of valuable gear? Um, what does he, he know? Cool. What doesn't he know? And, and then there's it, like, some connection with like there's uh, lo- special lo- features, locations, and, and adventures and stuff. Yeah. So that, oh, that James, I'm going to so steal like, so much of this. <laughs> yeah. So that I, so that if I, if I, as I, as I like, so the adventures I think is linked with the session notes. Okay. So I can say like, as I grab him and say, okay, this character sh- shows up in this session, I can remember like when's the last time I saw that character. And I can even yeah. make a char- I can even make a view of NPCs like filtered by like how long ago it was that we saw them. Yeah. Um, a character that might be really good to look at is uh, Osarkis the Assassin. This is another okay, one. Okay, I was I was in there. Dead. I was um, over there at yeah. one point. So quest I have sort of like I think has le- a little bit less connectivity because we're kind of going in more of a uh, it's more of a linear thing in this adventure. The characters are moving. And so, okay. like, the thing that is more useful to me is, like, to remember what session that they showed up in and where they were and, like, who do they work for? Like, which of the countries yeah. do they work for? Um, because it, I do a lot of, like, pulling in uh, villains from different countries. So, like, it's all this big political, like, Game of Thrones-y type game. Yeah. Uh, houses between the different banners. Um, and so having the ability to, like, say, show me a a high-level character uh from this thing is very yeah. easy to do in quest and um and i have found that that is very useful um this this is very cool how like you can like start clicking around and seeing like yeah oh, uh if i know i need someone to talk with osarkas i can get into that banner that he's in yeah or if i if or even if it's something as simple as like I need because I because of the way that I set them up so you can see um, who like what what features they have like those are the yeah. NPC abilities. So in the, like I haven't done this yet, but you could be like, OK, I need someone who is uh, who is weak to poison because I want to have mm-hmm. someone get poisoned. And so I could say, like, yeah. show me a character who that looks like that. Or I need someone like I want to pull together a, uh, an, encounter, a like, right. an encounter with some heat resistant people. So I've got like uh, a couple characters that do that. Um, yeah. and so that there's that there are some basic tags to like minion commoner boss that show up in quest. Um, and so that this is one like this is for like for, for a game that has a lot of like mechanicalness to it, um, yeah. where like this balancing game, like balancing encounters is, is kind of important. This has all the HP, the attack, stuff like that. And so you can kind yeah. of like, let this thing do it for you. Um, I want to move you uh to looking at the um possibly shadows group okay um because this is my current um urban shadows game and yeah let, let me know if i'm saying anything secrety okay and I'll, um we'll, we'll pivot. i don't think there's anything too secret here um i suspect there are people who who play in this game who listen but like so I have the same thing where I have a, a database of all of my session notes. And then mm-hmm. I have this one is like this has less places because it's just the one city. 
So I have yeah. factions and people. And this is the thing where like connectivity really comes into play nicely. Where yeah, like I have that's a whole Urban Shadows is all it's, about. It's, it's where Urban Shadows like really oh. sings. You've got uh roll-ups of is Oda Debt by and Oza Debt Yes. Too. That's my Incredible. favorite my favorite part of this. So when so and and because I don't I don't know that I set it up for this game because it hasn't ha- come up as much, but in the last one I had yeah. a, a a view that said, show me all of the NPCs who the players owe a debt to. So whenever oh, I need to like slick. reach for whenever I need to reach for a, pl- uh, a character that like could pull show up and be like, hey, I need you guys to do a thing for me. Um, you would be able to pull someone who I'd be who able to do that really quickly. Yeah. And That's so cool. with this, it tracks where the where the player where um, I think I don't I don't think I do with adventure. Because I think that hasn't been as useful. And most of these characters show up a lot. Um, but I yeah. do track what circle they're in. I track what faction they're in. So I can yeah. say like... Um, so the, Okay, so actually here I want to... I think the place to look is... Um, let's go to... I'm trying to think of a way to talk about this that isn't like really boring for... Or that isn't hyper specific. Okay, so let's just like... I love really the quick, factions view. Yeah, so I don't you know if that's what the, you're going to talk about, but I, I yeah. love it. Well, so that is great. Um, and that I tweak a lot depending on like what I want to see at the time. But just yeah. being able to see like who's in each of the different factions is great. Yeah. If you look at the faction turn page, um, it's kind of down in the middle under the campaign notes. This is like a so this is a little bit of a specific thing, but it's but okay. it'll be a good way to talk about a thing that I like doing now, which yeah. is um so the faction turn in Urban Shadows is a is a thing that happens between sessions whenever time passes. And certain factions... This is the thing you should not talk about because <laughs> in specifics, okay. because this is all secret stuff. Um, but like, <laughs> what I do is I wow, track... everybody wants to kill Simon. I know. Yeah. Um, that's what all of the factions just say, kill Simon. <laughs> Who's, is that an NPC or a PC? That's a PC. Simon oh, is one of the okay. PCs. Oh, sorry, um, sorry. <laughs> but if you... But what, so what I track for the for the uh, for the faction turns are like, what is the move the faction is doing? Who is it? Yeah. What are their size? And then in it, in each one of these, there is a sync block that describes what like in the narrative, what happened? Yeah, um, because then if you jump back to if you go to the session four notes, tab, you can have all you have all of your uh... I paste in the sync block from each of the faction turns. So I have this big faction turn like uh, toggle header that tracks all of the stuff that happened in that faction turn. And so I can quickly go back and do it and then like read through everything that happened. And then if I need to, I can click through to like who is the person that was related to who's the NPC, who's the faction. And I do this with sessions as well. Like one of the things that I've started doing as soon as I usually as soon as I finish a session, I take a paragraph or two of notes and put it in a sync block. And then I copy that into into the, the next, next sessions, session. um, into the beginning of the next session. And sometimes I haven't done it for this, but it, but yeah. sometimes I grab, I make a special like. Uh, sometimes it's the session zero. Sometimes it's another another document that just has every sync block from every session, so I can go back and read from beginning to end the whole story. I've I've been doing that with uh, having a specific space for all my sync blocks, just so that I can pull everything easily. I think that's a good yeah. notion tip in general. And and just like I thinking about so so I think 
one of the ways that this has changed is, is I think about things in terms of the way they connect a lot more. Yeah. And so whenever I'm sitting down to, to set up a, a notion thing, a setup now that we've sort of like talked about a couple through a couple, I think about what are the things that I want to connect. So in mm -hmm. quest in quest, like the things that I wanted to connect were like the locations and yeah. the NPCs and yeah. the adventures. Cause I want to remember like, totally. where were we on which adventure and which characters were there in quest. Yeah. It's more to track like what, which factions, which, which sessions, um, which NPCs and like what happened to who in where. Yeah. And, that makes sense. And, and so like, uh, I'm trying to think even as like, as a, if there's anything else that I did differently in wander home, wander home was an interesting thing. that was different because I don't have session notes in wander home in, in wander home. I just had the world. I had locations. So okay. I have, we played, we played, I think we played like four or five different uh, sessions and we did three locations. And so each location then has all of the notes and bits about the different, um, the different uh, just sort of generic things, the things you go through to, as you set up a wander home mm, session. Yeah. And then it does have, um, I had a master list of kith. Um, in general, I think I don't know that I. I mean, I just did that because it was an easy way to organize the kith. I did have a section on each um, Wanderhome location, like page that had yeah. the kith from that location. Very. They useful don't to... change locations as much as as characters in other games, though. So, okay. it, well, I don't know that that was super helpful. Um, but it did let me sort of like pre-make a couple different NPCs, then quickly grab them and pull them into that location. Yeah, that's helpful. So really the thing, so that the way that I think that this has like shifted the way that I, when I talk about sh feeling that this has shifted the way that I GM, I just collect a lot more information now because it's really yeah. easy to like, it's really easy to, to connect things. This is a, my prep from a, uh, a game from Protean City. And it's just like visually the amount of information that I'm keeping between running masks to running urban shadows or running quest or running wander home, which is like not like wander home is not a, uh, uh, like uh, a urban shadows game. Is, yeah. It's a very yeah. low prep game, but it, but it gives me the ability to like quickly pull together things and make connections between stuff. And, yeah. I, and so I, especially with, I mean, obviously urban shadows is a game that you do this in regardless, but it's a game where knowing who owes who debts, who who even knows who who has had interactions with people what factions are they in how do i can i quickly grab a character from a different faction is is so more it's so much more dynamic in notion than it is in a google sheet that yeah. i have i have i think in i think uh, so like really cuz this this observation kind of came from i used to be a very low prep gm yeah. <laughs> and i started <laughs> prepping more for for playing for podcasts yeah. because I obviously felt like I had a little bit more responsibility to kind of like be on the ball. <laughs> but like <laughs> the la that that last doc that like that the the Urban Shadows doc that I sent you from the last time I ran I ran Urban Shadows prior to using Notion. That was it. That was all of the notes I had. I didn't have yeah, another that document. Was, that was like, everything it was you literally had. like a list of names and a couple plot points that I was like a couple clocks basically. And, and then just like vibes and memories. 
Like, yeah. And, and like, that was how he was running. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's functional that's working, you know? But, like, there is something to be said for having, being able to, like, quickly, either in GM prep or in the moment, yeah. click around a little bit and grab something. And quickly to, to, and I think, and I have a terrible problem with memory, and I don't remember names of people very much, yeah. or very well. And so being able to quickly, like, look at my list, look through some, like, emojis, find, if yeah. I need to find the name of some fairy character who showed up four sessions ago i can now quickly do that i can remember their pronouns i can remember like what the one or two things like in quest i've started recording what do they look like um what does their voice sound like that sort of thing and jump back into that character and i feel like it has made me a better gm and, and yeah. especially for games like urban shadows where it, i think it benefits from the world feeling very real and lived in yeah i think it's useful and it's just it, i don't know it's very interesting it, that is really interesting because you you do start to like. There is, there's a lot of indie RPGs that purport to be low prep, purport to be low lore, you know, mm -hmm. and some of them are, and some of them like you know definitively aren't. Uh, I I would say Urban Shadows is low prep at least for session one. Uh, yeah, the prep can get a little heftier for later sessions. Well, like, but even like, in there's this, so much it, info. There's an enormous yeah. amount of info. And I think one of the things that's interesting is I, I don't know that I feel like I'm taking, like, if I go to Urban Shadows and I look at my notes, like, in terms of the notes about, <laughs> like, what is going to happen in the game, I'm not taking a lot of those notes. I actually think I'm taking about a comparable amount of, like, like I have a section here for pushes for the different players. Yeah. It's empty. <laughs> I have a yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a general threads. Like I think that is the thing that is that is really standing out to me is I have a much better sense of what's going on in the world because I've recorded yeah. who did when did a character show up? What's going on behind the scenes? Who are the big bad guys? What are they trying to do? What do these interactions yeah. look like? And like and I'm not worrying. It allows me to worry about where are we going even less than I would have normally because I can rely yeah. on this as, a, as an external brain to like remember who these characters are. And, and I think I've become even, a, in some ways even more so like the the factions. Like, yeah, yeah. If like you can prep an entire session by going like uh, this, this session is going to be about the uh, Court of Storm and Stars open that up, see the members in it. And like, you don't need much to then start kicking things off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and so some of it is like, some of it is really unnecessary. I think <laughs> because yeah. like, like the faction turn thing for me is fun. Like, do I yeah. need to yeah. really record what I rolled on every faction move in every faction turn? No, I'm no, never going to go back. But like, that's lonely fun the though. Like it's the lonely fun, yeah. Yeah, lonely fun is great. And using it to output the big story of what happened between sessions. That's the useful that's thing. Extremely like the slick. output is 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 then gets synced and then pulled. Like I can dig through like if I needed to, I could dig through and say, okay, well, what happened here? Or like yeah. we're playing um, we're playing with people who are in um that game, Urban that Urban Shadows game is with people who are all over the like they're they're spread out all over the country. There's a couple people. There's one person in in the UK most of the time, 
And so like, yeah, I, 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 um, during the faction turn, I prepped all of my faction moves and then, and I got, I think I, I think I figured out what all the actions were going to be before I got all of the city moves from all the players. And so ultimately one of the players changed their city move to be a thing that, that, that interacted with my, my with your faction move with one of my faction moves but i didn't yeah. get that from the person until the day of the next session and so the fact that i was then able to like go back and say okay well so then that would have given them a negative one on this roll which would have dropped it down and then here's mm. what okay now now here's okay. what actually happens to that character um and it was it was fun it was, i had a fun moment where i went oh god you really this is <laughs> this is as impactful you shifted this from a like it shifted a character's role from a 10 plus to a seven to nine. Uh, and, and that dramatic, like it dramatically changed the entire the outcome of <laughs> it. Well, I mean, yeah, almost yeah. like it, it, um, God, I just love urban shadows. <laughs> this is nervous. <an> <laughs> I do too. A notion urban shadow. It, it, one of the things that I, I don't generally, I, yeah, I generally, <laughs> One of the things in Urban Shadows in the factions, in the faction like tracking or lonely fun thing, yeah, is you qualify all your factions as um, as striving, uh, the middle thing that's boring or collapsing, <laughs> maintaining, maintaining, maintaining is boring because they're not doing anything, and also you don't take actions for them. I don't know why it's there. Oh, that's, okay, that's my. It just doesn't need to exist. Every yeah. every faction should either be striving or collapsing. Yeah, and. But or so something else. Ca- uh, no, just <laughs> no, those two. Like, like, I mean, like, I could see, like, yeah, uh, there should changing, be, you know? Yeah, pivoting or something like that. Like, yeah, there's, that, but, like, like, but maintaining is, like, maintaining you, I think you still technically have a goal, but you're just trying to, like, hold on to your power, and you're not yeah. taking actions. So it's, like, what are those factions doing? Yeah. It's just, like, the, I don't want to think about this faction for a while status. Yeah. This, but I had a care. Which, I will say, this faction isn't important is a good thing to be able to say when but you're if they're not important breath. why are they there don't put them on the list because they're not important for next session they're not important for um, session three i guess yeah but so i had a so so w- this faction was collapsing and had enrolling a 10 plus successfully moved themselves out of collapsing okay and by dropping it down to they went, dropping it, like, it. They, went they went not only back into collapsing but they're on the peak of like not being a faction anymore because Incredible. because you like if you're a collapsing <laughs> faction and you don't actively take steps to stop collapsing, you collapse more. Oh, jeez! And so this faction is like really like right on the night. And so being able to like go, OK, they you had, they had did successfully it. did this action. Now let me go on un- like work it back and, yeah. and then work step forward again was really cool. That is very cool. There's <sighs> a lot of just like. Yeah, or like here, if you scroll on, I'm looking at this faction turns page that has the list of all the faction turns. But if I scroll down, I forgot I had set up a a, a different view of the faction list. That's that's by it's the so on the in in the actual like faction notion page. Yeah, it lists out like who's in the faction. But for the faction turns, I don't care who's in the faction. I want to yeah. know what are their goals, what are their size, and what are their what are their like um what are the the their um, assets assets and that's so, cool to have having all that there yeah it was really it was really interesting um i could talk about this game too forever i, I love this i love urban shadows and i love this urban shadows game and it went really off the wall last session and i they <laughs> and, fought an angel and one nice thing also is that all of this stuff 
none of it is super specific to the game you're playing currently. Yeah. So and if every- you decided to come back for a season two, you yeah. it's not like you have to get rid of all of these groups. Some of them would hang around exactly what they're in and like you know some of them would be less important but yeah like and it's interesting i have i have another setting from the last from the previous time i ran urban shadows yeah um and like if you go if you go back to game in that first ttrpg page Mm -hmm. there's a not currently playing and there's a let's play urban shadows nerds like that's the first game that i ran in in urban shadows and in notion and you can see how how i've evolved (laughs) the notion page and I think I refined a lot of the connections between the characters and NPCs. Yeah. And I came up with better views. Yeah, this is where I have the debts to PCs, only showing me PCs. I put a lot more pictures into this one. Um, and though, yeah, I did a I did a like timeline view of when the characters were created because I was just curious to see what that looked like. Oh, OK. <laughs> I think that I think the bigger thing. Yeah, I, I so it is definitely easier for me in notion to save these notes and go back to them and, and pull stuff. So that is an interesting thing. Like I have on occasion been like, okay, so I'm running a, I'm running an urban shadows game. I need a new NPC. Um, was there one that I liked that I had in an, in an old like NPC or in an old uh, urban shadows game, but that I didn't get to use a lot. And so I went and back and I grabbed a couple NPCs, um, and pulled them forward or even just like, as simple as I can come back here and I can relive what happened in this adventure yeah. a lot better than I would in, in another another game where like my notes are not as great. And I think just urban notion makes it easier to keep track of all of that. So anyway, this is this my is notion commercial. Cool. This is very cool. <laughs> so and so I, I I have evolved this. I have I have built it better and I'm and I'm working towards a generic version of this. Um, yeah. And I should yeah. really I should really make like a um, I should make a generic version that not just like is something that you can drop in, but teaches like walks people through the thought process of how I set this up to begin with. Yeah. Which really hinges a lot on like, what are the things that I think need to be connected? What are the connections right. that I track? That's yeah. like, it helps me. I'm trying to think. Of, sorry. This is the, this is like, I think the key thing in the way that I used to plan, everything was flat. And it was much more about like, where do I want, where do I want to go? What are things I want to happen? And this is more dynamic because it's keeping me thinking about what are the relationships between things and what are the, which relationships matter? Yeah, that is really fascinating. And because like that, that's kind of, that's a big GM question and games design question in general, you know, is like, how do these things connect to each other? Uh, Yeah. Like, Pasión de los pasiones. Factions don't exist. It would be very weird to have like an entire database of factions in a Pasión de los pasiones game unless you're doing some very different stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you should having a like having a, a good database that has a bunch of NPCs and whether they're yeah. into each other is great. I, I do have a I do have a notion thing about my my passion game but that's a little different because i wasn't gming it i was just taking yeah it, it was just it looks I, like it's I notes have, primarily it's, it's it's actually a lot of twitter threads it's a lot of twitter threads <laughs> um but then at the end i i do have like the under the notable people most of those 
are the other players. And so I was yeah. keeping notes about how my character felt about the different characters in like very uh, helpful to have in and... these toggleable toggle toggleable notes. Yeah, and there's Kevin. Yeah. Fucking dead. So so here's here's where I'm especially interested in this. Because I am I'm running fewer games now. Uh but I'm doing this kind of big rad crawl design that is larger than anything I can conceptualize in my head, right? So from a games design perspective, I think you can go in and say, kind of from the start, these are the things that this game is interested in, right? Yeah. And so like, depending upon what kind of game you're making, it would be different stuff. Um, I'm not saying all game designers now need to make like a notion Here's your home lore page <laughs> set up. Uh, but that could be that. I think that is a way to to like share lore, you know? Yeah. If you do want to have a world that has that's more lore heavy. There's a in. there's a I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm not going to remember this quote, but there's a, a quote about design. Yeah. That you uh god it's it's you you design your tools once once and then they it's design cow tools what it's just cow tools is the uh is the quote james oh, i'm not sure i you don't know understand. cow tools no were you not a kid in the 90s and or yeah. around in the 2020s <laughs> I'm not going to explain cow tools to you. <laughs> okay. Um, but the, the, the quote is about how it's about like um, when you make productivity tools and stuff like this, yeah. you design the tool once. And then from that point on, it designs you. It's okay. The, okay. And so like, I think that if you are, if you're thinking about doing game design in notion yeah. or in general, and there are things that you want to hit, like if mm -hmm. you were designing Passion and you want to make or you're designing a, a PBTA game and yeah. you, you know there are mechanical tropes or things that you want to hit, you can set up Notion so that it's tracking those things. Right. And then every time you make a page or make a, make a new thing, it'll remind you which of these other things is it connected to? What yeah. is it? Um, what are the like? What are the what is the connective tissue in your game that's important to you? Is it yeah. locations? Is it is it characters? Is it spells? Is it encounters? And if you prep around that, then when you go forward, your, your tool will, will help you design you. Yeah, um, and it'll push you back into that. Yeah, if you know that any time you introduce an NPC, there's a little slot that says like what faction are they in? What circle are they in? In like an urban shadows way. Yeah. That's extremely powerful in terms of pointing you towards putting them into things. And if, if they don't have a faction, maybe they ought to have one. Yeah. And, and then ver that versus um, something like in quest where I have now, every time I create a character, it asks me because of the, the way that I've set up that character profile, what yeah. do they know? What do they yeah. want? And what is like a cool item they might have? Yeah, because Quest is a game that cares a lot about cool magical items, secrets, and okay. like what clue to the main quest do they have? What is yeah, which is sort of a way of of um, oh, tracking like narrative pushes. Yeah, like, think it 
it asks, like, what piece of the final information do they have? And it really makes me think, like, if this is a character who doesn't have a clue, why, why am I making there? them? Yeah, yeah. What, what, are they, what is their purpose? Is yeah. it, like, and it better be good if it's not to give them a clue, because yeah. quests, sort of, like, the way the quest says, here's how you should run a game, is in the, in the framework of, like, what are, like, here, give the characters clues towards, yeah. uh, towards some end, give them mm-hmm. conf- like conflicts to prevent them from getting to that thing or to yeah. make it challenging and then give them cool rewards. And yeah. so for every NPC, it's like, what is their, what is their clue? What is the thing that they might prevent someone from doing? And what is the cool thing that they have? That's, that's interesting. To, to just and, think of it very simply that way. Yeah. Hmm. And so okay. if you were, if you were thinking about rad crawl. Yeah. And designing characters for rad crawl, then you could say like the things that are important are like, what are, what is the team they're on? What is yeah. that team's theme? Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, maybe, maybe what season are we planning on releasing them? What other, yeah. What other um, what is like a core game mechanic that is related to that season? Yeah. And then every so like if I were if I were make setting up like some databases for a rad crawl, I would have teams, I would have individual characters, mm-hmm. I would have game mechanics. Okay. And and then um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. It's been a while since I thought about rad crawl. Um, do I have rad crawl? Can I look at rad crawl? Uh, like you should have rad crawl. I think you've got access to like everything. Although my rad crawl is currently I don't really know disorganized. Saved it. But anyway, so that way, every time you make a new character, you would, it would, it would prompt you to fill in like what team is it on? What mechanics are you interacting with? And if you're not interacting with the mechanics from that season, like why is that character there then? What is their yeah. role? What are they doing? that's different. Yeah. Um, and it would and, always push you to make those sort of unified. Yeah. And this is interesting because I have some of that, but not all of it. Um, I've got teams and players, obviously. Yeah, I would lean um, more into the terminology. Terminology is what it was what I called like the mechanics. And I think that it is something I could look at a little deeper. Um, and I think and then the, the other thing that you can then do is you could set up um, you could set up a view. I'm trying to think of how you would do this. So I would you could do it as a a um a lit like a, a board view or or something okay. like that of your terminology and then you could basically say like how like you could come up with a thing that lists out how frequently does this mechanic show up in each team or in oh, each okay, season yeah. um and so that way you can kind of like say hey okay well I want the bulk of this terminology to show up in season one on this team, but then I want to have like some call throw like callbacks to that mechanic in a season two team, like all the bog yeah. stuff, like bog specific mechanics should be in, on the bog team that totally. is releasing season one. But then maybe in season two, you want to have like at least a couple characters uh, bog that connect throwback. to something. Yeah. 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 And, and so you can kind of make sure you're doing that. And then if you have like, if you're on season seven and you're, and you're doing like your space boys, and there's like one character who has like a bog mechanic. Like, what is that character doing? Why are they standing out so different? Like, yeah. are they, is there a coherency there? Or are they, should they be wait until like whatever season eight bog revival? Yeah. Um, yeah. That totally think, makes sense. That is something I should lean into more. And I think that also gives me a space to like 
one thing that I'm looking at in terms of like the RPG side of it, like the make your own character side of it, is having um kind of like classes ish mm-hmm. that like you know like you're like I want to be a striker, so all of my uh, attacks yeah, yeah. hit harder, and so like getting really explicit about that and going like these are different shapes of a unit. Yeah, then I would even I would probably make that would even be a, a fourth. Yeah. Make that a database so that you can then filter and sort by those things and count by those things so that you can really like what is what is the connective tissue like what is the what is the thing between the elements like I think we focus I think I think this is the it's the there's so much that we do as game designers and game masters and players of thinking about the flat elements of a game Mm -hmm. who are the NPCs. What are the factions and not as much? And we, and we focus less on the relationships. And yeah. I think that is, I think, that, I mean, that's the thing that we've talked about on this podcast as being that's where the sweet spot, that's what, that's what the good stuff is. Yeah. In, in, when you can reinforce those tropes, tropes and stuff like that come from that action of the connectivity between yeah. things. That's, and, and that's kind of, that's where some of the conflict can come in as well. Like one thing, uh, obviously with the, the season structure that it's like essentially a battle locations don't matter that much in theory, mm-hmm. but each season's also introducing at least four free agents that should be giving hints about things in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. some of those locations might eventually lead to a team, but having like some kind of locations or I don't know that I want to make it factions because I want to, th- I want yeah. the team to be the faction. Yeah, you know? I could see a future maybe where you group them into like regions the way that yeah. you have like the like you have the American League and the National League in baseball. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, <laughs> or like other leagues like that, like leagues. Yeah. Leagues is the is the is the level higher. So it's is leagues is the equivalent of circles. Teams is the equivalent of factions in urban chat. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, Because I also want to be very silly and have things where it's like uh that you're able to see like, oh, this character's from this location. Because when you watch a pro sports team, they'll they introduce every single player by like, you know, this is where they're from, this is where they went to college. <laughs> you know, and uh yeah, 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 yeah. Just for the the sports sportsness of that. That's a thing you might want to track. That could be I, interesting. Like have locations. Like yeah like a look like a locations like database that never shows up anywhere. Like it's it's not yeah, like a hometown thing. Yeah. It's not in any well I guess I guess you could because you can and, track it as as locations for 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 like battles and stuff. Yeah, like that, totally. Yeah, arenas. and so like like it makes sense that that each battle is taking place in a location. Um, yeah, and so like having a little bit of information about those locations is not a bad thing, especially because the intention is for things to be pretty pretty broad and open and weird. So like you know, you might be playing just a one v one skirmish match. Or you might be playing an RPG using the skirmish match rules and going from location to location and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I learned? This is, I don't know why. Uh, there, I wonder if there's anything that Radcrawl could learn from Fortnite. Probably, is it, honestly. Is a weird because thought? Radcrawl is that obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned recently that in Fortnite canon, because they're in the story of Fortnite, okay. it, it is canon that Thanos and Batman and John Cena and Ariana Grande all know each other because those are all characters who are in Fortnite. 
Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> so, so you're saying like, should there be relationships? Yeah, yeah, probably. Or like, probably. Or like, but 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 like in in Fortnite, those things I think don't matter as much because they they are mostly aesthetic. Yeah, but in Radcrawl, yeah. like they should matter. And so, what are those relationships? What what kinds of um, interesting? Yeah. Like like this character just <laughs> like. This character, this character uh, hates this character from the other team. They're specifically rivals. And then so if you you've gonna... got like an ability that like affects rivals. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there. That's pretty fun, actually. Here, okay, here's a question. Mm-hmm. In. So if you have. Um, if you have. So you have season one of Rad Crawl, which is going to yes. have some bog boys and some other folks, right? What's the other team? Yeah, it's, it's the uh, the bog eaters and the uh, soaring the sky soaring dogs. Sky dogs. So when you release season two, yeah, will there have been a canonical winner of season one? Yes, because that's a thing you should track. That is def. You're you're right. That is definitely because that's where you track. get. That's where you get some like, real rivalries going. Some rivalries, yeah, yeah. And everyone's everyone playing Radcrawl will have different results, but having like a canonical winner, like a well, canonical story, you can kind of think of it like the the canonical winner is the long-term difference right yeah like like you know nebraska and oklahoma didn't become rivals back in the day because of a single game it was a bunch of different games and it was a bunch of different games okay (laughs) yeah yeah there wasn't Um, just one that you can point to no there was there was not just one (laughs) it was it was september 1984 and uh but uh but having that you're right that creates like a space for that and like anything that exists i can just add a mechanic for like if you if we know that the sky dogs and the bog eaters are our rivals because it was an especially tense season uh then i can have like an item of some kind that's like you know when you face your rivals, you do extra damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love, and I love the idea of having a mechanic that's like, if you are the reigning champion, you get this yeah. bonus. Because yeah. then for everyone, it'll be different. Because they could, they yeah. could establish in their own game or universe that there's a different reigning champion. Totally. Um, and I'm so obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> one of my intentions after each season is to buff the losing team and give an item to the winning team. <laughs> nice so like uh like you know uh season two will either have like the the champions cutlass or like the 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 bog wraith whatever like you know something yeah. so whatever the champion is and then for people that have the complete it'll be a little more balanced hopefully <laughs> especially if it's like a blowout which Okay, here is this is interesting. So one of the, so one of the things I said that I had had some thoughts on recently that I didn't want to talk about that maybe we can talk about for two seconds because we're, okay. we're getting to the end of this episode. We is are. I started to have some thoughts about my mission control space NASA game. Yeah, and where I had those thoughts were around the idea. So I to remind people because it's been a thousand years and I haven't actually wrote anything for this game yet. This is just a game that's in my brain that's kicking around. 
is that it's it's going to be a Blades in the Dark ish <laughs> game. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I wanted to do is have in, so you have your faction list in Blades in the Dark, and each yeah. of the factions has like a relationship with the the main like the main the players mm-hmm. and. I wanted to do that, but as a as like systems on the spaceship with relationships to each other, so that like when you when something happens, it adds so many points to one category or reduces them in mm, another category. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then one of the the sort of the thought that came to me recently as I was doing a faction turn for Urban Shadows was that what I would really love to do is have a faction turn mechanic. That is like where each of the factions in that sense is a an existing space station satellite kind of thing like moon base. Okay. And yeah. depending on like like they would all have different like different actions they could take and that those actions would then affect whatever the main mission that you're working on is. And yeah. that's a very broad thought. But one of the things that I just thought of coming out of this conversation is like. I should spend some time thinking about what are those connectivity points? What yeah. is what where do I want them to connect? Why do I want them to connect? What is the what is the like I feel like I feel like I've built a game or I'm I'm starting to think about a game that is very focused on the connectivity between set, set um like systems and but but I need to define those a little more. Like what and how why, those connect to like, each other. Yeah, and what why. is the connection? Why are they connected? And then yeah. how do we track that? Yeah. That makes sense. So that's, that's like two seconds of of I wanted to think through that. Maybe I'll maybe we can come back and talk about that more in a future episode. Yeah, and definitely. Once I once I've spent some more time thinking about it, I've, I've been actively trying not to think about it because I want to finish space between first. Yeah. Um, but it crept into my mind for the day. I just really love the Urban Shadows faction mechanic. I think it's, it's really very cool. slick. It's very slick. It has a couple of flaws like I don't love maintaining mm-hmm. factions, but like it's it's good it's really yeah. good and it and it's it's a game urban shadows is a game that that urban shadows is a game that does really well when you have when you when you use things like the faction mechanic to wind up the machine and then just let it go during sessions yeah and then yeah and then whenever there's a break or a, or a long like whenever there's time passing you go back you to the that faction turn and wind it up again and totally it works really well in Notion because it lets you track what all those cranks were doing and then yeah. present to them in a in a unified sync like sync block block of all the things that came out of that that yeah. winding up. That absolutely makes sense. <laughs> so okay, so for my action coming out of this, I'm gonna look at your like setups for the factions with like the information mm-hmm. you've put into them. And see how much of those I can just attach to what I've got going. Yeah. Um, I think I need to add a couple more databases and get some nice relations going. I'm also in such a weird position that I'm like my lore. I think I think there's going to be a lore notion that's going to be separate from the mechanics notion. Because the lore, there's no reason for the lore not to be fully available. All public, yeah. And so like I've got currently I've got like. I've got it set up that there's like a database, a page more or less that has databases in it. That is the data. There's one for battle in the bog. 
There's one for Rad Crawler Complete, and there's one for Lore. But you can connect between them. And if you do something like, I'm pretty sure if I you, sh- if you share the Lore one and yeah. say that, like, here's like this, these characters are all in a family together, something like that, then. Yeah. Though, then anyone looking at the at the at the publicly available lore page would just see that those characters are in that family. But if they click on them, if they're not shared that, they won't be able to get through it. The trouble is that uh, Notion doesn't have a good system for sharing w- uh, the overall thing mm-hmm. without sharing the the internal one. But if it's a different workspace. Uh, so basically, you can share each workspace either with specific people, yeah, or with anyone with the link. Yeah. So if and you so sh- it, like if you keep so them separate, like that's what, that's what I was saying is if you share the work if you share the the lore workspace, then yeah. people would be able to see connections to the the data workspace, but not click through and see and like see them. Oh yeah, they can't click into the data and see literally everything, right? They can't click through to see my big list of teams and everything like that. Yeah. Um, they can, if they can follow a link, if that workspace is shared, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, if if I have a a link pointing at Beans and Bufo in the lore, then on later seasons, you'd be able to click back into that through the lore thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, it is. It is also very easy to just duplicate a workspace. It, that's honestly that's probably what it's going to end up being is that like you know which is why i have four copies of the <laughs> space between workspace i mean in an, in an ideal world i am able to put the lore into the characters the locations and the teams and then uh the, things should be able to be accessed without being yeah just completely uh completely weird yeah. Cool. Well, I guess if you are someone who works at Notion and would like to pay us for this big free commercial we gave you, send us a tweet with a promo code. Or uh, tell us a way to reference in like a regular table a piece of data from the existing like database style table. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can make like pretty views off of the existing database because the existing database table, like it's not, oh, it's it doesn't look pretty enough for what I'm trying to do. Uh, it basically I need equals. I need equals, and I click on a cell. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we even said at stop back and roll. No, I didn't yet. Yeah, okay. so that Twitter account that you can tweet at us is t- together we are at stop back and roll, or individually I'm at in the meltdowns. And I'm at B. Leon Gambetta. You can find all of our podcasts uh, and a little bit of info on the games we've been making at uh, www.stopbackandroll.com. The thing that I need is the list view is just real garbage to me. Why are why is everything the, like the properties you add? They're all right justified and they don't wrap. I need them to be able to like yeah. move them into the middle. That's my problem. Um, but, um, <laughs> but. The problem I don't have is plenty of people supporting this show. People who support the podcast and our other podcasts through Patreon. People like Jens Brower, Stephanie, Rich Howard, Lieutenant, Jack Blair, Devin Preston, August, Polyamorous Q, and Greg Walters. If you'd like to support this show or future shows, you can 
check us out at patreon.com slash stop hack and roll. If you'd like to support us in a non-financial way, uh, come join, come support us by becoming a part of our community. Check us out at uh, discord.stophackandroll.com. Is that right? That sounds wrong. Discord.stophackandroll.com or That's right. okay.com slash SHR Discord. One okay. of those works. I, I suspect <laughs> one of them doesn't, but I could not tell you which one. I, I, I still have my Notion think, pulled up, and so I forgot to pull up the notes. I think the tiny URL, we should put our show notes in Notion. That honestly would be better. Oh my better. God. Why haven't have we done that yet? Block. All right, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna change this. Having a I have so I have 133 separate episode outlines in Google Sheet in Google whatever docs. We're moving out. We're going to Notion. How are we not producing this show? This is a great ending. Um, this is incredible. This is incredible. So if you have suddenly remembered that you could be doing your own podcast using Notion for show notes instead of just Google Sheets and Google Docs like you've been doing for years. You should also remember to stop, <laughs> hack, and roll. Stop, hack, and roll.